Friday, August 5th, 2022, and this is Den Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel podcast, with a big emphasis on mostly this week. Uh, I'm Dennis, and uh, I'll be your host as we review the latest Marvel happenings across all media, as well as other superpowered stories that caught our attention. Uh, and when I say we, I'm referring to the special collection of nerds joining me this evening. Uh, first up, my co-host with an aversion to reading actual comics, it's Ricky. It's me. I'm back. Yes, you're back. You're back. You weren't here last week yeah. uh, to talk about like the three episodes of, of Harley Quinn. But I think yeah. um, our guest, uh, Brian April, did a great job holding it down. Yes. Um, thank you, Brian. Thank you again, Brian. I think he's he might be available uh, in the future for more of that kind of discussion. So we might have, have to rely on him again. Um, but yeah, uh, glad you're back. Yeah, um, dude, I did like the exact opposite you want to do after Comic-Con is work for nine days straight. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So that's pretty bad. Yeah, I was kind of bummed because like we had all like we were going to talk about all the Comic-Con stuff and I felt bad because I was just there with a guest that didn't go to Comic-Con and I was like, Ricky left me high and dry. Okay. I, I, if, dude, I had a COVID scare this week and uh, by day five of working, I was like, it would be so bad if I got it right now. Just, uh, just so I can get off of work to, for a few days. I don't want people recorded saying that crap. Get out, get out of here with that. All right, don't be saying that. Um, okay, I'm glad you're healthy, so that yes. you can, so that you can. Everyone's endure, healthy, healthy, so that you can endure the pain that is going to be delivered to you for the rest of the, the evening. Um, <laughs> and uh, two of the people that will be probably helping deliver it are our special guests this week. Um, I'm just going to bring both of them out because like, I don't, I don't have any like cool, fancy things I want to say other than, uh, we're talking about Sandman tonight and these are the two biggest Sandman fans I know. So we're just going to bring out Travis and Lindsay. As soon as Ricky does it. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. What up? Welcome I, our Sandman. I know Travis has been, uh, always angry because i never allow him to to just to talk with Lindsay on on the show right so i was like <laughs> he's, he's always waving at her while she's helping me set up in the background and and he's That's like right. let me yeah i can never talk. hear what you're saying it's so sad yeah he's just talking shit That's i mean i was at your wedding <laughs> i mean come on sounds yeah. like travis <laughs> well i'm glad you guys both get to be here um Lindsay's got the full-on sandman background behind Ooh, her we yeah, you're um, in the, the tomb. Yeah, wait, I'm trying yeah. to figure out a point. Yeah, there he is. Um, no clothes you guys, on for 70 years. You guys, I know, I know, <laughs> and you're allowed to judge me, but however much you judge me, uh, feel free to judge Ricky more. But like, mm -hmm. for all the times I've ever heard, uh, you know, Sandman praise, it took me until this week to finally read it. Uh, but I did, but I did read it. I did read, I read the first volume of it. <laughs> Um, and I was, so thoroughly, <laughs> I was so thoroughly pleased though, because for two reasons, one, uh, because I loved it Two, because I knew in my heart that when that came out, my brain was not ready for that. <laughs> it was not, it was not. And I'm really excited for later today to talk with Ricky because Ricky's a Sandman virgin even more than I am because like, yes, I, I'm familiar with the Sandman. I, I just don't, uh, I, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And so, um, but like, just to be clear for our audiences out there, like we will be talking about both the Sandman and Harlequin uh, season three, episode four. 
Um, just to be clear, we'll do Harley Quinn first since that one came out like yesterday. Yes. And Sandman was a little rougher for people who are jo joining us live on Friday night because it literally dropped at midnight this morning. Um, so, you know, we forgive you if you didn't have time to to catch up between work and, and coming to join us here. Uh, but if you're not live, you're in for a treat because we're going to talk about both of those things. Um, Isn't there Marvel on your podcast today? Or is yeah, it like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the, the rule the rule is it's called the mostly marvel podcast and that the mm -hmm. reason is because most of the time <laughs> that's all there is to talk about because most of the time the news is just freaking marvel um but mm. it's a pretty dc heavy week this week and so you know we we actually as much as the name might imply i'm not as biased as it sounds i do love me some dc um i i i grew up in the days where Stan Lee uh, politely referred to them as the distinguished competition. And uh, that's what I always refer to them as. And I, I love DC because um, they always pushed Marvel to be better and vice versa. And so like, I always really loved the rivalry that they had, especially in the eighties and nineties. And it's kind of sucked to see since they've become so corporate, you know, owned and, and run that like, you really don't get to see that anymore. You don't get to see the, the 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 rivalry as much right like i think nowadays the rivalry is just created by the fans like but in it used to actually be printed in the pages you know like in their soapbox they would actually have fun poking fun at each other and stuff and it's not a it's not a it's a, it doesn't exist anymore but, but i love it one type right now eh. i just I, I just i just think it's i just think it's funny like uh, just Marvel is about as corporate as you can get. <laughs> it really is. It yeah, no, that's maybe not... it doesn't smell like it to like everyone else, you know. But no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, it, the way it was run in the '80s, you know, and DC both companies... feels like an office full of cubicles, and yeah. Marvel has like an open, open floor plan. <laughs> in the in the I 80s, think it's the opposite, actually. <laughs> yeah. In the 80s, that's my uh, understanding. If anything, yeah. in the 80s, yeah. in the 80s, Marvel's, I think, like, Marvel's like a little more like buttoned down. And like, I think DC's in the 80s, it was very, it was very much DC was the 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 stronger of the two. Mm -hmm. um, just I, if you if you not to cut you off, I, just <laughs> but I'm cutting you off. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just look at just look at DC Comics as a as a whole. Mm -hmm. And look at Marvel Comics as a whole, right? I'm sorry, dude. Like, Marvel's like one note compared to DC in that way. And you will never be able to convince me otherwise. So I, think, I don't I see think how you can take a one note place and turn it into some free-flowing, like, creative uh, oasis appear, you know, compared to a place that does everything from Vertigo to Milestone to, to me. Yeah, yeah. If we're, if we're, if we're including... Like, if we're we including Vertigo and Milestone for sure, like absolutely, like there's well, like, yeah. well, Sandman's on the night, right? I mean, yeah, no, I know. Vertigo. Okay. Well, I mean, they've they've folded the Vertigo license, the Vertigo title, and now they're reprinting Sandman under the DC Black label. That's that's what they're doing nowadays. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, I would never argue that the 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 breadth of of variety that is there in DC is is you know it's it's more accessible to a lot of different readers um at least back then you know what i mean like um nowadays i think uh I mean, is, it, is it a stretch to say that superman's the most iconic character in the world 
like actual his logo and everything most recognizable uh, it's it is it is debatable. a very western it's a very western thing mm -hmm. to say because a lot of a lot of uh a lot of asia prefers spider-man i would say uh, i would say it's debatable uh, i would say if you were to ask someone inside of Warner Brothers, they would tell you pound for pound that that symbol rules them all. I think actually Ronald McDonald is the most recognizable character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ronald McDonald. He's probably right. Yeah. And he is funny. I kids. remember we're reading he a study about kids. that actually. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. But, no, I, but yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's very debatable because like I have read a statistic before uh, many years ago that um, Spider-Man action figures outsell all other superhero action figures combined eight to one around the world. Um, and it's because Spider-Man is so much more marketable because you can't see his face. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, um, and that's why we have, uh, you know, Japanese Supida man. That's an, that guy is not even Peter Parker. Like, but Stan, Stan Lee signed off on like, that show cool costume. <laughs> and it's ridiculous and it's awesome. But yeah, that's why, you know. Uh, it's just it's just an accessibility thing right like superman looks a very specific way batman looks a very specific way that yes from a western perspective it's easy to say those are the most iconic superheroes ever but i think from a non-western perspective there's a there's a really strong argument to be made for spider-man um but in any case i'm not here to argue with you. i i like dc also and and that's why we're going to talk about DC. <laughs> but um, we are going to talk about some other stuff too tonight. We're going to have some uh, some news to discuss. Unfortunately, I think a lot of it is DC news as well, uh, which may or may not be great. Uh, and uh, we also have a quick round of trivia to play. I won't exactly call it Marvel trivia this week because I kind of mixed it. <laughs> I kind of did. I kind of I catered the trivia to the to the the spotlight discussions. Um, and then, yeah, for those of you joining us, li joining us live, don't be shy. Uh, we'll be checking the comments regularly and particularly during trivia. I always mean to let people know in advance, um, but I know last week there was some delays coming in from like the people putting in the comments and versus when we saw them. So I'm just putting mm -hmm. it out there early. Uh, if you have an answer for the trivia, feel free to chime in as soon as you see it, um, mm -hmm. you know, as soon as you have it. Um, and then, yeah, if you can't get enough of us, you should visit uh, patreon.com slash denxmedia, where you'll find a variety of creative offerings, uh, including recent episodes of our live after show, The Soapbox. Uh, patrons get exclusive access to chat with us. But if that's not your thing, don't worry. We'll be releasing it to the public next week. I think uh, you guys planning to join us for The Soapbox tonight for a little while? Oh, Travis is muted. Lindsay's muted, it's, but they got party. thumbs up. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna share. <laughs> we're gonna share photos yeah. of our experience at the Comic Con Museum this week because um, I don't think we want to do that for this. Why would we talk about the the Spider Man exhibit during the mostly Marvel podcast? It's weird. Yeah. We this is a DC yeah, show keep tonight. Keep it focused, please. Yeah, DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do this. Um, so yeah, all that stuff's out of the way. I guess I just want to ask you guys, since you know, like you're here and. And before we get into all the other stuff, um, aside from Harley Quinn and Sandman, and don't make this weird like with work stuff, Ricky. Like I, I promise, I, one day I, I you're gonna get you're gonna get this question right. What else have you been nerding out on this week? Um. Well, let's say let's take the last two weeks. Um. I think I I told you about it the nope thing. So yeah, have you, any of you guys nope. been to the the Alamo Draft House? Are you familiar with that? Movie We're familiar. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Yes. 
They hosted a nope screening at Sunset Ranch in Hollywood. It's like a horse ranch right by the Hollywood sign. And it was super fun. It was like a cool little party beforehand, all with a bunch of horses. I was very surprised how many horses there were with the bar next to me. Like, there was no fence to horse. It was me, horse, and that's it. So, like, it was not a good mix. But... um, (laughs) Sorry, that's funny. <laughs> you know, we're watching the movie too, and the horses. You're like in the horse pen with the horses, so it was kind probably of pooping through the, the through the entire. Oh, movie. I inhaled a ton of shit. Absolutely, for sure. But that kind of made like the barbecue taste a little better. Nice. But that Did they seem to the like highlight. enjoy the movie? Were the horses into it? They definitely were <laughs> reacting to the horse sounds of the movie. Were the horses into the movie? Let's they they were straight up watching it. I need to know. And <laughs> Another so last thing we didn't notice with the horses is did you know like they, they scratch their back like like a dog they literally roll over mm-hmm. so like yep. after the horses got done with like their little tours they were doing they all took off their saddles and like literally like twenty horses start rolling around on their back and that's a pretty scary thing to see that's a big animal <laughs> why is it scary because it's a really big animal though. it's they're a big, big animal yeah. and there's they're no dangerous. I think I think what it is. I think it, what it is is that if you if you haven't grown up around like nature and just animals, period, <laughs> right? They always don't seem to be that big on TV. But when you are face to face with like nature, it's like wow, that's yeah. I have a friend who used to ride, so I was around horses a lot growing up, and they're actually pretty scary. They're big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, since Ricky was so kind as to answer the question before our guests, uh, how about how about our guests? I was I was just preempting everybody like to to avoid. But thank you for avoiding the work the work answer. <laughs> Travis, what have you been or not on this week? You know, um, I've been anticipating this week for for a minute, um, just because you've got Sandman coming out. You know, so I've been sort of, you know, going back and sort of flipping through the old comics, like my omnibuses and, and, and things of that nature. That's cool. But the other thing I've been sort of anticipating that uh, that I haven't, I have, I'm sort of saving it, uh, is that Prey movie. Um, yeah. Let me no, tell believe, you something. Believe me, I wanted Ooh, to watch I'm excited it today, about that one. I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted to be present for your Sandman conversation. Yeah. Can our soapbox just be us watching Prey? So, so for me, like for real, for real, like I just, I, I really love Predator. Mm-hmm. I really love yeah. Predator, right? And every other Predator offering has been just crappy, crap, crap. I and like Predator is, too, man. Yeah, With it Danny was Glover. okay. Yeah, it was okay. Oh, I like Predator. Predator. It was enough callbacks, and it was okay. But and you got, that, you got a lot more. Crap. You got a lot more, like. uh you know, like Predator lore in that one too. Mm-hmm. You That's know, like true. With the That's pirate, true. the pirate gun and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, my my whole point is is that for the for the recent, you know, like I don't know, the last decade or so, we just had nothing but crap predator offerings mm-hmm. and this is the first one that's gotten really good reviews. And I'm kind of ninety five on Rotten Tomatoes. I know, dude. I'm scared and I'm yeah. excited all at the same time. You, so you know what's funny? I told you how this week is the first time I've ever read Sandman. Before I started reading Sandman, I would have told you the thing I was most excited about this week was Prey. 
But then like after I read the first issue, I was like, well, this is good. I'm going to keep reading and see how far I get before we start watching the show. And yeah, as of last night, I was like, I don't, Lindsay, I don't know when we're going to watch Prey because we got to finish Man first. So I, I think I'm going to watch Prey on Sunday, maybe Saturday. Getting bumped? Oh my gosh. I, Prey got bumped, dude. Um, but like, don't get me wrong. I freaking love Amber Midthunder from Legion. Uh, and she's, so she's the main, she's the main actress I'm in Prey. And, and I really do believe in the Predator IP. I do. I just think um, they had they had a lot of tumbles, a lot of slips and falls, um, but like the IP is so solid that like all it needs is one movie to get it back up and running. That's mm-hmm. all it needs. That's it. And so if this is the one, way to go! Proud of that. And, sh- and also shout out the Bullet Train that I will see this weekend as well. Uh, you know, it's it's Brad Pitt and something that looks like a Guy Ritchie, you know, film uh, on on steroids. I'm with it, you know. So that's gonna that's gonna get me to the theaters. I'll watch that one on TV. Yeah, I think I would rather see Nope in theaters before I see Bullet Train. No, I did that already. Yeah, I haven't seen Nope. Did you and Ricky like it? What what was the? Uh... I like Nope. I like Nope a lot. I did like I, I did like Nope. Um, okay. But unfortunately, it's one of those it's 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 one of those movies where you have to think, and that's gonna turn people off. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Lindsay, I mean, your answers are gonna match pretty much with mine, but well, what have you been choice. nerding out with? N- n- not on so many week. things. Here, I'll take them all, so then you just have nothing to share. <laughs> That's um, cool. yeah, so we did the the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race this week, so that was that was really super fun to watch. All stars, all winners. Yes, congratulations. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Jinx one soon. Never seen that show. What you've never seen that show? They all won. It's it deeply is literally heated. one of no, it's the like best the things ever. Like oh, I don't it's really understand. Good. It's really good. It's all like watching seasons cool in. Culture. Fourteen mm-hmm. seasons in, it's still amazing. It's still amazing. I've, I've like dipped in and out of RuPaul, and I, I like what I watch when it's there. Yeah, it's what, great. What do they? What do they win though? I've always lost on what do they win? A shit money. ton of money. Okay. Money, money, money. Two hundred thousand dollars now. They don't get a show or anything, yeah. or like, do they get, they get two hundred thousand dollars? Uh, yeah, they get a ton of money, and then they get put on like tours. Um, oh, okay. They get booked out like crazy. They so it's like Vegas, definitely Vegas the exposure. Show yeah, there's a Vegas show. In now. addition to like doing stuff for RuPaul, it's um a lot of exposure. So yeah. that was really fun. And then we've also been watching that new show, uh, Reservation Dogs. <gasps> really good. Is that on my, my recommendation? Is it? Oh, it's great. It's, it's great. amazing. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's uh, it's it's also uh, uh, executive Taika. produced by Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and so, um, if, so if you know like me. Atlanta and you like the Bear, it's mm-hmm. like it's like, like it's like somewhere in that scene. Workaholics yeah. mixed with Atlanta mixed with the Bear. The bear. <laughs> it's a little yeah. It's, I would say it's, it's like good. yeah. It's getting it's more Atlanta. I haven't yeah. seen something like recently on FX that I hate. Like everything FX puts out, man, is just so so good. Um, I just saw a highly, commercial. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend. Funny. I highly recommend the bear. Um, but like I the, the bear. Was... But the Reservation Dogs is a lot like Atlanta in that, like some episodes mm-hmm. are really funny, and then some episodes are really like, oh, I feel bad now. I feel <laughs> like I feel sad. Like you know, and so 
that's how Atlanta is, right? Like sometimes Atlanta goes for the introspective, like, how are you going to feel after you, you you learn about this? You know, like right. that's reservation right. dogs, but for, but for the native Americans living in Oklahoma, it's their, it's their little click, you know, their reservation life. Yeah. It's cool. Dude. Life. It's a really cool show. You get some highly good poppins too in that show. What was that? Right? I, I, I figured I was going to watch it. Just, I didn't know when. Uh, yeah. Apparently know, this, this, the, yeah. the commercial for it, you know, just drew me in because the dude's like standing there in the semi mystic stance talking about this is how our people are and he's like word and then he's like nah i just made that up or something like that yeah, <laughs> like, no, it, oh my god i need yeah. to see that the first yeah, the first good. episode's I probably the first episode's probably more funny than a lot of the other ones but like they're not always trying to be funny and that's mm-hmm. what's cool mm-hmm. about it you know um and it's and they worthy. focus on different characters you know different yeah. episodes so sometimes you're not even like atlanta sometimes you're not even focusing on the main characters at all they're not even in the episode and stuff and so um yeah the, and it's really cool to see like every native like uh native american actor ever is showing up to be on that show you know what i mean like <laughs> of course so when you you just see them and you're like yeah man this means something to to be on this show you know what i mean because it's like it's it's true representation it's really cool nice. man okay yeah so, and then what else, Lindsay? I know there's another one you want to you want to talk about. Oh, I was just gonna say fan art. I've just been doing a ton of fan art for the last couple weeks, you, just like constantly. You like missed the 34 one, variety, or like just fan what? Art? Oh, wait, you what? Ricky? The, the 34 variety, or just fan art? No, not the 34. <laughs> just 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 fan art. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, you go then, Dennis. That's yours. Whatever yeah. one I missed. We finished F Boy Island this week. Oh yeah, that's true. That's Good. season two. Dude. Yeah, I don't know that I like geek out on F Boy Island, but I do I like do. suck you know, it in. I, you yeah, know, all right, and See, suck it Nick, into it's my the Nikki soul. Glazer of it all. That's what I'm this, there for. She's this so is really funny. brave of you. Okay, <laughs> um, it is. So, so can can I be allowed to be brave? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a Crunchyroll, right? Just recently, because I'm just like, you know, I just need some more, like, you know, anime in my life. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I've gotten to the end of like whatever's on Hulu. And, they have uh, they have Crunchyroll on HBO Max also. Yeah, I don't think it's the whole thing though. No, 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 it's a section. Yeah, of it. yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then I I stumbled on what's possibly like the worst anime but also like it, it it just appeals to me on this fundamental level that i'm just which is kaijo that hip thrust girl or whatever have you seen this show whoa no i have not tell me all about it <laughs> it like it is it is it is battling they're they're there's like women in bikinis and they're battling each other by by attacking with their yes with tna mm-hmm um, and it is surprisingly no, but it is, but you know they they take it to the limit. You know, where you're <laughs> like, I love it. I love this it. This isn't. I'm a yeah. big like Food Wars fan, so like that whole what, what is the show genre actually is called? fine with me. Yeah, Kaijo, like K E I J O or something like that. Okay, yeah. K E I J O. Ricky's right. looking that up. So, yeah. I hear so, the keyboard typing. Looks like Sandman <laughs> just got bumped for the weekend. Um, oh, I feel weird looking at this. <laughs> um, I, I can't share my screen. <laughs> Do oh, not called, share. <laughs> it's called Hip Do with Girl. Do not share. Hip, hip with Girl. girl yeah. Kajo. Kajo. 
Hip Hip Girl Kjo. Um, yeah, we'll be uh, checking this out. I saw some pillows of this at Comic Con for sure. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm feeling this on even the video game level. I'm like, I, I want to play this. I mean, that's good. So, I'm so glad. You, I'm glad. You're welcome. Thank you for and sharing. Those who, see? who like mixed body type or male body type, Food Wars or Yuri on Ice would be your alternates, I'd say. Oh, <laughs> oh where? Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, Food Wars. <laughs> food Wars is hilarious, dude. Food Wars oh, yeah. is pretty good. Also, they draw amazing food in men that and ladies. Yeah, oh, all okay. all are featured. It's a if you've never seen Food Wars, and and I know we will get to the rest of the show soon, but Food Wars is about this guy that is so good at cooking. When he cooks, the anybody who eats his food starts coming. They just start <laughs> Yo, coming. Their clothes and come then, off, and, and the depiction of it is their clothes <laughs> burst off of them, and they oh, just orgasm like fully. While they're eating his food, it mm. is hilarious. What's this called? It's called Food, food Wars. Wars. It's kind of like it's uh, on HBO. It's on HBO Max. Um, Shokugeki no Soma. Like yeah, it's like a ninja side. competition <laughs> thing with all the yeah. clothes off frequently. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, but this yeah, guy yeah. isn't like on some like watch list or something like that because his <laughs> clothes is just snatching motherfuckers like. Well, they, all off? the all the good chefs in this world do this, so it's, it's not just him. It's like what? a metaphor. So, like, like when they're done what, eating, rape they're culture? Still, they're, <laughs> no, they're still they're still clothed when they're done eating, but like it turns into like this anime. Like, what defines a meal? The viewer, like, if you get a PB and J sandwich, does that still qualify for the for the food come? Well, it's like he wouldn't just make enough, a PB and J sure. sandwich. He would make yeah. he would make it some way that's never been made before. See, I want to know like the rule break. Like what sequence of of ingredients does he put together to that constitute? They'll explain. Yeah, you would tell you. Basically, he, he tells, I think what he's, yeah. he's, you can you can recreate the things on Food Wars. Yeah. They're usually that no, and that's detailed. what I'm saying. And they draw legit food. Like, like if I do a hot food. pocket, does that does that count? Yeah, I don't you would you, totally I, make something like a deconstructed to... hot pocket, which is like amazing. That's his whole <laughs> yeah. thing is like the low class. And then all food. of a sudden you'll be like ass out, but full. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And so like the <laughs> okay. bear is like, like that, but without the orgasms. Cheese, okay. like coming out. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The bear just gets depressing when they end on that. The bear gets depressing, whereas Food Wars just gets like, whoa. The bear I shouldn't be watching this with my though. mom right now. Food Wars is not like, so accurate. <laughs> all right i think that was enough of this whole whatever this was i loved it it was great but i think ricky's got some news prepared for us yeah, got I've, all I've the show news. yeah all right let's, do let's this. get into it so Lindsay, you just got done yes. watching uh rupaul uh-huh we got some RuPaul up in this show. Um, Shea Coulee, as Dennis uh, told me to pronounce, she's joining Marvel's <laughs> Ironheart series. Uh, yes. you know, she doesn't come to play. She comes to slay. Uh, from Trusted Source Deadline, uh, that's all I got for that one. She's Do you have any guesses on what character she would play, Dennis? I have. You don't, I don't. Do you follow Ironheart? I have not read oh, Ironheart ever. I have no idea, but you know, whatever it is, it's gonna be fierce. Apparently, I mean, mm-hmm. look at home. Is Ironheart you know I mean? newer than uh, Miss Marvel? 
Yeah, in the comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ironheart's yeah. Yeah. Ironheart's on the what? very new side of comics. Yeah, for, for yeah. characters. Yeah. Right. yeah. Shakeley's a good actor. I feel like so. Shakeley's great. I love it. Yeah. Like that is a that is an that is an amazing entertainer, and so I'm really happy to see her do do like whatever she's gonna do on 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 Marvel. Like I mean, Marvel's definitely you know like. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that are upset about it for gross reasons, but like Marvel's trying to make up for the past 12 years of lack of diversity, you know, by going all in on this. And like, I've loved it. I've been here for, for Hawkeye or not Hawkeye. I meant, um, the one white guy. Unfortunately, I meant Moon Knight. I meant Moon Knight. Um, uh, well, even Hawkeye has Echo. Echo's in Hawkeye. You know what I mean? That was pretty cool. Um, Moon Knight. Me Hawkeye, and, period. He just needs to get out of here. Dude. And he's he was deaf representation too, by the way. That was pretty yep. cool. Um, yeah, but no, like uh, Moon Knight and Miss Marvel and like so many like She Hulk, so many of the things they're doing right now. I'm like, I'm here for it. So let's keep it going. Let's 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 see where we can yes. go. Let's yes, see how is. crazy we can get this. Don't be gross. Yeah, like I like I was saying, Support. I've never watched an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> um, I guess I should. Yeah, you really uh, should. Because it comes research for the next show. You know what I'm saying? So why not? Yeah, I will say the one thing about that show, like it's weird. Like she didn't start winning Emmys until the last, like the back half, which is weird. So like, but it's kind of true. Somehow the show kept getting better and better and better. And I think it's when you know when it really got better is the Trump years, when when. I think it got I think it got more fierce like this the subject matter like what they were putting out there into the world was directly combating a lot of the negative negativity that we were seeing in media all the time and so I think that's what started getting them more and more um riled up and 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 motivated to 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 use that platform to say something and so the like the first episode, the first season, like if you go and watch it, it's fun, it's catty, it's weird, but like the most recent seasons are just so much better than than it than it was when it started. So I'm telling you that, saying if you do decide to go watch the first season on Hulu, it's weird. They use a weird filter because they're afraid of how the makeup will look, so it's all really blurry and stuff, and. Um, I think they found their footing around like season three is when it started getting. Would you agree, Lindsay? Yeah, no, I agree. I think too, just like with any show, um, as you're going deeper and you find more of a format that works. Um, and then yeah. also just like the culture was gaining power as like this was continuing. Um, yeah. And I think it had a snowballing effect where people were just more open. They really focused on showcasing talent um, more than the drama. So yeah, exactly. The drama is what, it, it felt very old. There's VH1. always drama. When it did felt very VH1 VH1 back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> what? When did RuPaul debut? Like the show? The show, the show? like 14 yeah. oh, years ago. It's been a while. Yeah. Like, older so the weird MCU? part. What? More than, the, yeah, they're older than the MCU, Ricky. <laughs> RuPaul's or RuPaul. I'm trying to loop it back in. No. All right. We'll, we'll get off the RuPaul horse for now. We can revisit <laughs> that later. But I will, I will spend hours trying to sell you on that show it is like it is 
the ultimate like real life superhero show, man. It's okay. so cool. All right. But, well, a yeah. fictional superhero show just got pushed back a day. It got pushed uh, back for good reasons, though. It's for Andor. That's, that's she, kind of the reason. She Hulk. Yeah, they've decided. Disney Plus has decided to no longer cannibalize like their two biggest IPs uh, by putting them up against each other. So from now on, on anytime a Star Wars show and a, and a Marvel show air in the same week, they will set, they will stagger them by a day. So She Hulk's will be Thursdays. Um, Thursdays when they premiere. So August eighteenth now, right? Mm-hmm. I think is what it is. Yeah. You, I, don't I, think hope, I hope when they move it to Thursday, they uh, spend some more time rendering out those scenes. Oh. You've you've seen you've seen the have you seen the difference? I know they I know that's a very common complaint, but like, did you ever see when they when they pointed people to the Disney Plus version of the trailer? Like, it's a lot better. Like, it's a lot better looking if you watch it on Good. Disney Plus. Yeah. So it was it had to do with like the format of what was getting put up on YouTube. Um, but yeah, we always knew they were going to take time to get it, to get it. I don't know. They're, they're, I think they're they, working up until the last minute. That they're happy with internally that looks a certain way. Yeah. Not, you know, I don't think it needs to look like Thanos every. I believe know, it's going to look really good. I think it is. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I will be really sad because like, honestly, um, I don't say it enough, but like She-Hulk is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Um I used to have the big old statue that would follow me around in my offices and work. Um, I, I have a She-Hulk statue. I actually have two. Um, and I do not have a Spider-Man statue. It's just, it's just, it's weird. It's weird. Hmm. But, yeah. Did you like the answer? It says, says, says a lot. It does say a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I what, say, the, come again, Ricky? The, the Andor trailer. I saw you had some comments on it. Yeah. Uh, look. Um, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I said I feel like I'm in a complicated relationship with Star Wars. Um, I can't quit it, um, and it <laughs> never seems to actually bring me joy as much as mm-hmm. it used to. Um, the first half like, of Obi Wan did though. Yes, yes, half. yes. Yeah, yeah, and they just keep messing themselves up like all the time, and I, and I. I it just got to the point where I was just like, maybe I aged out of, of Star Wars, which is tragic, you know. Um, and, and then I, but you know, I thought about that, right? I thought about that, and I got, I got pretty in my feelings about it because I was thinking to myself, I don't see myself aging out of Marvel, right? Um, and damn it, that's not the same demographic, right? Um, so what up, right? And so when I saw this Andor trailer. It had, it you know, it was like that Star Wars old Bay seasoning. You know what I'm saying? It was just like <laughs> you caught a whiff. You could just yeah, you know, you know when you smell old Bay, and you'd be like, oh shit, it's on. Like you know, like seafood, it's on, right? And that's how I feel like you know, is that that Andor captured that a New Hope vibe that uh, was sort of modernized in Rogue One, mm-hmm. uh, in, in like Hey Man. The rebellion are damn near terrorists. Yeah. Right? Like, what's that like? And I remember seeing Andor shoot that cat in uh in Rogue One, and I'm thinking, yo, this is the rebellion for real. Like yeah. the snuff cats, right? Like, and so for me, that's the vibe I got. 
and my body is ready for Andor. <laughs> your body's been ready for a lot of things so far that have not treated your body well. That is so, very true. Yes. Very so I, I actually haven't bothered to watch the trailer because I'm to that I'm at that point where I'm like, I will just watch the product and and judge it for what it is then because I'm tired of these trailers trying to make me feel something hey by the way how many times did they use that duel of the fate song in the obi-wan show that song that got ricky super hyped for the show oh yeah zero, but zero. They, had, they brought zero. back john williams to do a new one zero you don't bring them back just rehash i'm just saying, I'm saying like yeah. that it's trick it's dirty tricks they play with those trailers and that's why i don't i don't i don't subscribe to those trailers anymore all i'm saying is to say if you would sniff that trailer it would <laughs> smell like it's a good one. to me all right. Yeah, I mean, they all feel good to Ricky, though. No, it smells like a new oak, though. <laughs> we'll the whiff, the oh, we'll see. Well, Let's move it back okay. into yeah. to Ricky's news. Yeah. This, this movie bad. smells kind of bad. Um, <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder is uh, officially <laughs> the worst rated MCU movie. Uh, beating Thor, uh, the Dark Dark of the Dark World, by what? 1%, sitting at 64%. That's, that's got to be like a bot. Or like I could be. You know. I thought it was a little relevant. Yeah, Actually, so, somebody did like a bad review train on that movie because like, people object- are pretty mad about it. Actually, objectively, Thor: The Dark yeah. World is one of the worst things that the MCU has ever yeah. put out. Yeah. So like, yeah, to sorry. Even, to, to even come close to being rated at that, or even be lower than that, that's just that's just stupid. And I'm so tired of the ignorance behind all the people that they get angry at things. And that have politicized the word woke and turned woke into something that means something negative. Like it, it's there's nothing bad about being woke. It's it woke is good for us. We need to get the medicine served to us more because people have this weird idea of what this world actually looks like versus you know what it re, what reality is. And so like. I love Thor Love and Thunder because of all of the representation, because of all the weird romantic comediness of it, because the fact that like he yeah, he's in he's in a romantic relationship with his hammer. Like if you don't love that, you just <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get I don't get why people like to to take Thor seriously is such a weird thing mm-hmm. to do. To, to plant that flag now. Now? Yeah. Now you've decided to take him seriously? When, yeah, when seriously after ridiculous. after 12 years of him being the joke? Like, it's so weird to me. So It is weird. I don't know. That's what I, I have yeah. to say about those ratings. Ugh. <laughs> Get out of here with those. Move yeah. on. All right. Next, next story. Are, are you, it's the same, it's the same the... people who like got the people Snyder are gross. Cut to exist. Next story. Don't yeah. discuss people, it. People are gross. Um, people are gross. Uh, Variety oh. or Warner Brothers kind of a little gross right now. I don't know. I don't know. have a good for that one. Um, yeah, dude. Where, where do we begin? Yeah, there's a lot of business, business happening. on. So, uh, see how do how do I sum it up? Uh, Discovery's buying HBO, right? Well, they already and bought them a while they ago. They already bought them. And, and so as they're part of that their... interaction, they're kind of going through the, uh, the, the inventory. Yeah, the portfolio to see what's, you know, what's worth keeping, what's worth axing. And uh, the kind of biggest marquee thing that they decided to ax was the Batgirl film. That is not finished, but it's been shot. 
So and Scoob. And Scoob. And Scoob. The Scoob sequel. I really like that Scoob movie, by the way. It was good. It was really good. <laughs> blue I've never liked Scooby-Doo. <laughs> will Forte as Shaggy will change your mind? Never liked Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and the only thing I hate more than Scooby-Doo is Scrappy-Doo. See, what's crazy to me is oh, like, yeah. okay, no, by the way, that's fine. You're fine. It's fine to hate Scrappy-Doo. But what's crazy to me is like, is like Scooby-Doo brings together two of the greatest things in this world, which is dogs and weed. weed. Like how, 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 how do you hate, how do you hate Scooby-Doo? Okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why. Okay, because the answer is a crazy white dude in every episode. Okay. It's a crazy that's, white that's that's white costumes white hood that's costumes. Social you know commentary. why are you running you know it's a crazy white dude just <laughs> just tackle his ass and rip the damn thing up like it's always a crazy oh, white man. dude mad at kids this, you know this, what I'm saying? I ain't got time I, for that. Not only I, that, they always like let them hang out too for like ever to like yell at the kids. Yeah. Did like, you ever like did you ever like the blue falcon? Dynamite. Fine. Fine. We're moving on. We're moving on. Let's go back to this easy thing. So that wasn't the extent of the news. So Batgirl was the first to get cold. And then the newer reports are saying a lot more is 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 potentially on the on the chopping block. Yeah, like so what's what's... Supergirl? And then they're also looking at their HBO Max portfolio, which is including uh potentially Harley Quinn, uh Doom Patrol, and Titans. Um Flash Two of which I don't I'm think okay with Titans. <laughs> Wait, Flashpoint has been canceled? No, sorry, the the Flash, the TV show, they it's their last season, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that was probably already decided before. That was, you know, that wouldn't necessarily like they always planned like like you know. They had like, I mean, he's gone like eight seasons or nine seasons. That's plenty. That's plenty. That poor guy. It is. It really like, is. That, that poor man. And I, I can't stand all the videos I see on TikTok that keep showing the increasingly bad CG that that show gets every season. Like, it's horrible. Like, I feel bad for him. Let him go. Let Grant Gustin go and have a career outside of that poor that franchise. But yeah, uh, Doom Patrol, Harley, and Titans they have bare, like Harley's. I mean, we're going to talk about Harley tonight. It's episode four, and they're already potentially getting the axe. Doom Patrol, its next season hasn't even started airing, and same with Titans, and mm-hmm. they're already potentially getting canceled. So, um, that's rough. Like, uh, like I've also re- heard rumors that like it's possible they might even consider just folding HBO Max and and rolling it into a bigger that's disco- already announced. Discovery Discovery yeah. app. Is that really? Yeah, they're gonna twenty twenty three. They're gonna fold it in. Oh man, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Why is that rough? That's a bad idea. <laughs> Why? Just from a, from a, I, isn't HBO Max like one of the top subscribed streaming? It services? is the top. Well, why? Yeah, they're gonna lose a ton of subscribers just like trying to move them over to another platform. Why? Because people don't like uh, yeah, paying don't for stuff, and they don't like signing up for stuff. <laughs> so no, you're gonna but... have a, a conversion issue. I'm just talking about pure like UX businessy it's about stuff. Money. Like you're trying to move people from one thing to another thing it usually is a huge mm-hmm. drop off. Yep. If they save enough money, worth it, great. But I don't I think, know. I think it's probably gonna net out at around ten to twelve. It's it's gonna be 
you know, whatever that is at 10 to $12 or some, some sweet spot there. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's going to be that big of a jump uh, or, or drop off at all. Uh, I think mm -hmm. all of the industry okay. is moving to <laughs> this sort of monetized, you know, I mean, it's funny how uh, you know, things went from TV broadcasts to cable mm -hmm. To you know, and then now it's just streaming a big circle. Is, 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 is yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 back to where yeah. we started. And there's mm -hmm. there's so many like options better out there. It's super confusing better for ads. people. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, like, yeah, searched this area for like years professionally. So <laughs> yeah, all it's, all yeah, that, it's nuts. Yeah, all that to say, um, we've got a lot of content. Um, yeah, and I appreciate what's going on here, mm -hmm. which is to say. Uh, let's get rid of the nonsense, mm -hmm. right? Let's, but, but, let's, let's, what? But do we know that Batgirl was nonsense? Yes. Do we know that Supergirl was yes. nonsense? Yes. You well, have you? I don't think that's been we raised. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I understand axing some of these, like, niche things, again, from a business perspective. I'm just saying I don't know about taking like, one of the top subscribe things and trying to get people to move to, like, it's weird. It's all, it's all weird. Options. Think about it. Think about it for a second. Okay. I'm sad that Doom Patrol is leaving, but I'm sure it didn't have that many people watching it. And then also, like, what is the business model they're going for? Mm -hmm. Are they just trying to get butts and seats going for hours in advertising? Or are they trying to get subscribers? Like, I don't I don't like, know, like, like, what their goal is. But uh, it's a bummer that Doom Patrol is canceled because I like what, the show. What do you think moves the needle more in a streaming service? Uh, a Batgirl movie? Or Guy Fieri's drive, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Probably diners, drive-ins. Well, what is move the needle? Is it people or actually purchasing people, the subscription because yes, of that content? Exactly that. Or is moving the needle getting people to watch more hours? Because it depends on what your business model mm, is. Yeah. Okay. So that's 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 a that's a false comparison, and, mm -hmm. and the reason why I say that it's sort of like, you know, I remember, uh, you know, when we worked at when we worked at PlayStation. Uh, for example, like the God of War team would make all this money, right? And you'd be like, oh, we're we're badass. See, we did this, you know. Well, the baseball team, on the other hand, made a certain amount of money every year, right? Mm -hmm. And so when yeah. you added them up, they were pretty much the same, right? Um, the baseball's consistent. And, right. And so so what's going on here is, is that, you know, that diners, drive-ins, and, you know, dies or whatever, that, that's that – that's straight cash all mm -hmm. the time. That keeps the lights on. And then you have these yep. events that are these movies and so on and so forth. So it's not one-to-one -one in, mm -hmm. in, in that way. But as a streaming service, you have to have both of those things. Yep. You see what I'm saying? And so that's what Discovery is doing. And it makes sense to me. Now, as far as this Batgirl film is concerned, the reason is, is that you see the crap that comes out. You do, right? How crappy do you have to be in order to get canceled? You have to be really crappy to get canceled and there is nothing having worked at warner brothers trust me when i say this every department in that company is concerned with making money every single department even the employee store right was making money understand me like you could go to fries and buy a movie cheaper than you could at the employee store okay so when you take that into consideration, that corporate culture inside of Warner Brothers, where everybody is dead set to make money, think about how monumentally 
bad. Something has to be for them to universally go, nah. I that's a lot because you can do a lot with content, right? And they said basically the cost of us actually finishing this movie, marketing this movie, okay, is gonna put us more in the red than just mm-hmm. killing it right now. Yeah, killing it. I'm sure they paid off Keaton. I'm sure they like the if if that wasn't the case, there'd be a lawsuit already. Like I'm sure everyone whose yeah. money was tied into this has already been paid. You know, the check's been cleared. Uh. Bad, bad. That has to be bad. And Doom Patrol and Supergirl and and Harley no, Quinn so, no, and Titans. No, no, no I. Those are those are different. Those are you know I don't think you paint with the same brush. But look, Doom Patrol or Property Brothers. Well, they're really expensive. Like everything you just mentioned, that's they're super expensive to produce. Um, But you know, by the way, the correct answer is Titans. Yes, you want to have like time to talk about Sandman today? Just I know. Let's bring it up. I promise we're going to talk like ten minutes about Harley Quinn, and then we're the rest of the time. Let's cool. let's keep it going. Ricky brought Ricky brought news. What do you yeah, yeah. What do you we have uh, we're wrapping it up with some. Uh, not that's that. A, that's a slide from last week. What are you yeah. doing? Don't don't look at uh, one toy news. Uh, I'll I'll cover this one really quick. Um, I I was I actually worked these guys into the uh, the trivia last week for Brian. Uh, two of these um, two of the Life Foundation symbiotes were revealed at Comic Con a few weeks ago. And they didn't say what they would be coming in. Uh, and they finally revealed this week. Uh, this is the one uh, Amazon exclusive box set for the year. They do one every year. Um, this time it's Venom. You get Eddie Brock on a new body. It's that body that they used last year for the uh, the animated one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've repainted him to be for, you know, comic style. And then they got Riot and Agony. So anybody who's ever been into the Life Foundation... There you go. Go get this thing. It's only on Amazon. It comes out in November. Um, and then I included a few pictures just to see them up close. But that's all I got for for toys. I think the Venom head looks really good. That, that head looks awesome. That looks cool. And there's Agony and Riot, which is just on an old uh, giant monster Venom body. But, I mean, he looks like he does in the comic, so I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely like, a blue Venom. It's a blue Venom. There you go. That's it. <laughs> And then that's all I got for that one. Uh, can we do a trivia really quick before we do the other thing? We can. All right. So anybody who's uh, not been under a rock for the last 50 minutes knows that we are going to be talking <laughs> about Sandman today. Um, so I decided to uh, you know, do some little research. I, I did spoil some things for myself. Um, but I wanted, for the sake of you, for your entertainment, I wanted to come up with a game that just acknowledged how many goddamn people are named Sandman in comic mm. books. Um, it's a lot, guys. It, this is just six. There are more, but these are the six we're going to be playing with. Um, and so what we're going to do is I made a, I made a little trivia where it's going to be which Sandman blank, you know, and. I'm going to show you some Sandman, and you get a multiple choice, and you get to choose. And I'll let all three of you work together, or you can each come up with your own answers. I know Ricky likes to go rogue and just go separate from everybody. So whatever you want, but here we go. You ready to play? Okay. Let's do it. Yes. 
Which Sandman was created first? You got A, Garrett Sanford, B, William Baker, or C, Wesley Dodds? I'm going to go with C. I'm going to go with C. Yeah, I think it's a fake and, 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 and the only And the only reason why I say that is because that whole design is a little bit more pulpy. Um, well, Wesley Dodds, I think, shows up in the Sandman series, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no mentioned as like the first Sandman or something. I think it's been a while since I read the books, but see, Ricky, for, in, for the future ones, let's let Ricky answer first because he totally jumped on your guys' coattails. He did. <laughs> you could tell he did, and you guys are right. 1939 it was a fake out. Um, there you go. I don't think it was a fake out. I, I mean. I don't know. Well, it's the art style because it's yeah. like a modern rendering of an old. I character. mean, that's like a 2020 like art of of Marvel Sandman. So I don't know. Yep. I don't know how it's a fake out. Uh, all right, moving on. Which Sandman has also served as Doctor Fate? You got A. Daniel Hall, B. Hector Hall, or C. Morpheus. Mm, it's either B or C, right? <laughs> It's you got, not you got three options and you just chose two of them. <laughs> I just I don't I don't know if Hector Hall did or not. I can't remember, but yeah, it's it's not A or C, so B. A or C is definitely from Sandman. Like the They're all from Sandman. Or, okay. All of them are. They all are from Sandman. Yeah. Okay, this show's gonna get weird. <laughs> I think it's B. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with B. B and of Ricky riding on the coattails. Look at that. B or C. Look at that helmet. So shiny. Which mm -hmm. Sandman was co-created by Jack Kirby? Uh, a. Garrett Sanford. B. William Baker. Or C. Wesley Dodds. B. Is it B? Like I feel like B. B is the I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with A. I'm gonna go with A. I think it's B. Dennis would do a fake out. It's probably gonna be A. Oh, it's A. Yeah. Oh, a. Travis. Garrett Sanford. You guys, after going to the Comic-Con Spider-Man Museum uh, exhibit, you should know that uh, William Baker Sandman was created by Steve Ditko. As Ooh, yeah, see, all, yeah, I was like, all mm -hmm. classic Spider-Villains were. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Uh, you guys keeping score? I think Travis is winning right now. Travis is winning. Yeah, he's, he's separated from you guys. <laughs> he's, uh, he's pulling ahead now. Here you go. Which Sandman? is the grandson of both Hawkman and Wonder Woman. A, Daniel Hall, B, Hector Hall, or C, Garrett Sanford. Wait, are B and C the same dude? No, they are not. That's why they have different names. Well, not like the same, they have the same costume on there, right? Uh, yeah, you know how like Batman has been, people yeah. people have dressed up as Batman? Okay. Yeah. That's why I put their names there, Ricky. Okay. I'm going to say C. Yeah, maybe C. Yeah, C. It's E or C, but. Oh, this is awkward for you guys. Oh. It's A, Daniel Hall. <gasps> In canon, Daniel Hall's grandparents are Hawkman and Hawkgirl, and Steve what? Trevor and Wonder Woman. What? They are his. They are his grandparents, because Hector Hall, who is his father, his parents are the Hawk people. And he falls in love mm -hmm. with the daughter of uh, Steve Trevor and Diana Prince. Cool, there you go. And there you go. So Daniel Hall, the future Sandman, 
is uh is is Daniel Hall a dude in the show? No, mm -mm. he is not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Let's not spoil. Yeah, we're not spoiling. Are you telling me Superman's showing up in this show? I'm not telling you things. Okay. I'm just showing you the truth. Which Sandman has been written by Neil Gaiman? A. Wesley Dodds, B. Hector Hall, or C. Morpheus? Okay. Technically, now, all of them, technically? Yeah, see, yeah. I feel like this is Dennis being sneaky, and so I'm going to say yes. Technically, all of them. <laughs> That's exactly Depending on how you define, has been written uh -huh. by. Yep. So screw you, Dennis. Yes is the answer. And that's my final answer. You guys, ah, see, <laughs> all three Sandman have appeared. I am in, so confused in the Sandman, and but with that said, Ricky, are you now more interested to finish the show? I'll probably just look up a spoiler to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Damn, if that, what, that question killed me. It's so sad. What what question killed you, Daniel? Why? Oh yeah. Yes. Sorry. Uh, with that said, we're going to detour off. Let's talk about Harley Quinn for a few minutes, and then we'll switch over to the Sandman, which is what we all want to do. Let's do it. Thank you for like playing Harley that game, too. by the way. Was just that fun? <laughs> What's that? Uh, I like Harley, too, just to be clear. No, I, I, know I do. I do. I know, but like, I know I brought you guys because you're you're my Sandman people, but I but you also had the homework of watching Harley Quinn episode four, mm -hmm. uh, which was mm -hmm. titled uh, "A Thief, a Mole, and Orgy." Um, and uh, the episode, by the way, spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't watched it: if you haven't, um, please turn away and come back when you have. You'll thank us later. But for yeah, for for those who did watch it as a recap, uh, the summary of this one was. When Frank goes missing, Harley and Ivy follow clues that lead them to a highly unconventional party alongside Gotham's elite, uh, including Commissioner Gordon, who is hungry for campaign donations. That's actually a pretty succinct yep. description of the episode. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the impact of this episode was completely robbed of it because of the boys. Like... Yeah. I wasn't really yeah I wasn't really allowed to enjoy the giant orgy that happened in this episode they of censored it. cowards they did censor it too that. right and that felt that. weird because Amazon did not parties lately Amazon had a guy yelling throwing ropes and then uh you know it, you know I, I'm in a strange place with Harley Quinn yeah uh, and and what I mean is, it's like I feel like it's it's the truest simulation of you know, like you getting drunk and playing with your toys. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, that that every kid, like us at least, uh, has done at one point in their life, right? where you had these stupid conversations that were factually and canonically correct, but just ridiculous. Um, and it's your toys talking to one another. And no show that I have ever watched captures that quite like this show. 
And so in that, so to that, I give props to the writers uh, because they, they, they capture that very well. And I always feel like I'm, I'm on the inside, uh, you know, joking with, with, with the creators about all of this stuff, because I never thought like DC would have the balls to like say and do half of the things on the show. So, <laughs> but you know, what's funny about that yeah. is all the things that the writers like end up revealing DC did stop them from doing, you know what I mean? Like, like, what was it last season? They, 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 they drew the line at revealing that Batman was a generous lover, right? Like that was, <laughs> like, and then like the writing team never fails to like get this out into the world. Like you have mm-hmm. to know this is where they drew the line. And so like, I don't know. I feel like there is a line that sometimes I can tell is there. And I'm like, wh- why? Why did you like why why did you censor the boobies and stuff? You know, like what what was the It's really hard. It's 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 really hard to figure out, you know, it's it's funny because Dennis, like when you and I worked together uh at at PlayStation and we were doing pain, understand like every time we were doing a new character or something else, it was on the heels of us being told that we were not allowed to do it. Yeah. Right? Um you no, know, and, and and so I, I I get it. I get that struggle, like you know, on a subatomic mm-hmm. level, right? Um, and so when I see it in other forms, it always makes me feel happy and vindicated to some degree because I feel like my struggle wasn't as personal as I thought it was. Yeah, I think also then- like kind of the this the sucky thing too about like what networks will will allow is just the fact that they're showing like a lesbian relationship is like the centerpiece they're already going to yes. be like at a certain yes like gauge and I so guess. they're not going to be able to put as much stuff in there because they're yeah. already like halfway filled and they they chose that and now they have to live with it and that's and that's so weird that I, it is a bummer because like you go and watch doom patrol and there's just ghosts screwing in the background on almost every episode. But we're more like, okay with that than like a loving lesbian relationship I know, from like right? a ratings perspective. That's a bummer. And from an advertiser perspective. It is That's a about, huge bummer, but it, yeah. it is Baby something steps. to keep in mind. Like why, Baby you know, steps. why are they pulling back this season? You know, they yeah. chose to go with a certain way. They chose to like showcase this relationship and the characters and representation. And it, it's yeah. probably the ads. Like, I honestly think that's it now. Like, they have there's an ad version of HBO Max now. Oh, there's an ad version. Yeah, that's the only thing you can think version. of a why things would be different this go around versus the last two seasons. You know, I get it. I see. I wasn't aware. They also of that. might be like just trying to give that relationship a little space to breathe too. Like yeah. depending on what they're trying to go for with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, honestly, like I I love the relationship. It, it, I'm fine with everything about it going. You know, going forward. And I have seen like stuff that, you know, the writers have no intention of ever breaking those two up because they're just, they work so hard to get them together and they love them mm-hmm. and they never want her to go back to a toxic relationship like the Joker, which I'm all for. I, I like, cool. Awesome. Um, what I think is missing though, is a little bit of the funny that was in the previous seasons. Like, and I can't mm-hmm. help but think it's because the team dynamic is different because you don't have the misogynist asshole of Dr. Psycho anymore. And man, that guy made everything awkward and therefore funny. And they don't have a, they don't, they, all they have now is they're surrounded by a supporting group of friends, 
which is cool. I love Clayface. I love King Shark. I love Frank the Plant. But those three ship Harley and Poison Ivy hard, right? It's true. So like, it's true. We, don't, we don't have anybody tearing them down. And that's what's yeah. You're missing pro-misogyny. I, the misogyny was great, man. Come on. That was next level misogyny from Dr. Psycho. Like, you know, everything works in comedy if you know how to do it right. Um, and and yeah. Dr. Psycho was just beautiful. Like He, he was, was the he, he was the Mr. Roper. Or, yes, he was the Mr. Roper. We're too old. I, for 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 you young for you younger people, that's a three's companies too. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Mr. Roper, and they don't have yeah. that. And I I keep waiting to see if Bane is going to be the new Mr. Roper because they're definitely trying yeah. to work. He kind of he's kind of given those vibes a little bit. Yeah, but I want every it. Time, I like every, Bane. Every time, every time he is on screen, he kills. Yeah, every he does time. Kill. He destroys and, it with his and, pasta maker. Yes, I'm not yes. sick of the pasta maker yet. <laughs> I, I just love how that's the new the new default Bane voice. The I know. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I, but I it's so think, funny. <laughs> yeah, I do think the other thing, like like to your to what you're saying, Travis, about them playing with toys and like how the show is really that. I think um, I've been waiting for them to play with toys in the exaggerated way that they did in the first season which is kill off Batman yeah. villains. Like, I still can't believe the Penguin died like the way he died in the first season of the show. Who's off the board? Penguin, Sandman, and uh, Mr. Freeze, right? In this show? There's no Sandman. Sorry, Sandman. Um, uh, Scarecrow. Other I mean, like, villain. Uh, Scarecrow got murdered. Uh, Mr. Freeze is dead, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, how Penguin. many seasons are you going to go on, though? You can't kill off everyone. Well, every well apparently not many, according yeah, yeah. to Discovery. Yeah, uh, enough, right? yeah. Touché. We might be seeing, like, more wild craziness pretty soon, though, right? Because the next part of the episode is, like... I was going to turn everyone to plants. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, I think they might've just been trying to like, again, give the relationship a little space to breathe, like show that it's uh, not completely perfect, but you know, like overall a healthy yeah. one. I, I think um, I and just then really they're want probably the going to get a little wild. I want the world to get taken over by plants soon. So I can see how violent that gets. Um, mm-hmm. I need, I need to see, I need, I think I just really miss the gratuitousness of the mm-hmm. violence and the sex um, and I know they tried with that sex in like it was a full on orgy. Uh, I do appreciate that they made a joke of the Court of Owls because I really do hate the Court of Owls. Um, I just don't. I, that story just like it's always bug, bug me. Um, so it was really funny to see it like like just turned into a straight up rip off of I Wide Shut. Like that was that was entertaining for me. Um, and I love how like. Jim Gordon is completely clueless and is going around like <laughs> trying to get like raise funds without realizing he's at an orgy for the whole episode. Like everything they do with Jim Gordon, I'm all on board with. He is he is the best worst version of Jim Gordon ever. Like the fact that Two Face is his campaign manager still after four four episodes. Okay, yeah, you are you are not the Jim Gordon I grew up reading, and I'm okay with that. You know, and it, like it's like so. Yeah, I think I'm just waiting for more of the ridiculousness from some of the other characters. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like what Clayface or King or uh, King Shark are doing is really that far out of the realm of what they do normally, anyways. You know, so I would just love to like be a fly on the wall for those writing rooms. 
Yeah, for sure. I'd you love know? to know all the ideas that get shot down. Like that's yeah. that's that's what I want to know because like I feel yeah. like I feel like we're getting the toned down version of that and it feels weird. It feels weird cuz like just like coming off of I mean I and I know animation takes so much longer than live action. So I know that like they planned that orgy probably way before the boys ever, you know, <laughs> like got to filming theirs but like I'm sorry, the boys wins for best orgy this year. Like that's just <laughs> That's just if that's a if that's a category they win they win. The boys win on several levels. For for sure they do, they do. Yeah. Um, but I guess uh, if there's anything else you guys want to talk specifically about, I have like I could ask you guys about the different characters, like which ones you favorite. This season. The, I'm I'm just yep. enjoying the ride, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's it's. I think that. Harley Quinn, at least for me, is is a one show I can watch and literally turn my brain off and have a great time with, right? And I appreciate that in its place in my entertainment, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of repertoire, right? Where I can just say, like, this is a show I won't take too seriously. You know, I know that all of the people in, like, in the show who write the show and everything else are in on the joke. We're all geeks, okay? And the nuances of some of these uh, jokes and situations, uh, you know, because I'm a geek, just make them even more enjoyable. And I can just, I can just enjoy the fact that I live in a world that gives me that sort of media. Yeah, it's like the McRib mm-hmm. comes back every year. I like it when it's here. It's only for a limited time. You know, I enjoy it every time I, I take yeah. a bite, and then it's gone. I've never had a McRib in my life. Never. <laughs> Never. Um, here, I'll do it this way, since and, and and I don't mean to make it melodramatic or anything like that. But given the news of the week, uh, suppose this is the last season of Harley Quinn, and 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 obviously we know that if it is, that sucks because all of those episodes are already written and 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 you know animated and everything. So whatever happens, happens. I I hope it ends in a very satisfying way. Uh, you know that that we could be like. Okay, if that's the last season, I'm good with that. But I'm just going to name some characters and you guys just shoot off like the first thing you think you would like to see resolved for them by the end of this season. Um, And you can take turns, whatever. Um, So I'll go. uh, Travis, what do you what do you want to see? What's your wish list for for Nightwing? (laughs) Just respect. Disrespect. Some monochrome. Okay. Oh man. All right. Lindsay, kite man. Ooh, kite man. Um, oh man. <laughs> I want to see him like win the big supervillain chili cook off, and I want him to have like the giant hat and like an apron that says like "kiss the cook." And I, I want feel him like to get this a ton is very. This is very likely to happen. She's yeah. talking about this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I want good. for him. Where, where's the fan art? Where's the fan art? I don't Ricky. have one of Kite Man like winning the chili cook off, but maybe now I'll I'll make it. <laughs> Ricky, uh, what do you want to see for Batman? Oh, um, I don't know. We kind of got that scene last episode that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it was like that was a big like <laughs> they did it with the foot uh, fetish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what I want for Batman on this show. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, Batman's like not 
I would say my top three character, favorite characters in the yeah, show in the Batman universe. He doesn't universe. really have much of an like an arc. He just kind of shows up and is Batman. Yeah, well, I'm I'm picking I'm picking the peripherals first. I'm I'm working. I want to see Bat Dong. Show me Bat Dong. It was wow, a controversy okay. two years okay. ago. Bring it back. All right, on the first round, I think Lindsay wins for most likely to actually happen. Boo boo. Um, versus Robin or Bat or uh, I'll take no onions, no meat. Yeah. All right, uh, Travis. What about Clayface? Um, if he could win an Oscar, that would complete his art in such a Ooh. way that I think he might die. Like as himself, or as like Billy like Bob. It don't even matter. He needs to right? like lala land with it, and like yeah, but then he like dies tragically before, like you know, maybe he Aww. has to get it posthumously or something like that. That would be awesome. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's good. That's good. Uh, Ricky, what do you want to see happen for King Shark? Oh, I just, I don't want anything to happen to him. I love Ron Punches as a <laughs> King Shark. I just want him to be there. It's like the status quo. Like, keep him there. Whatever you got to do. Uh, I want his arc to end back into season uh, he's, four of Harley Quinn. He's still married, by the way. He's married. Like, do you want to see anything? Yeah, like I was that? trying to remember if he was married in this show or not. Yeah, she, his wife. His I've wife seen, was like, like so two, many epi- versions two episodes of King ago. Shark, I couldn't remember. His wife was like in the second episode of the season. I think. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, Lindsay, what do you want to see for Catwoman? Ooh, Catwoman. Um. I mean, she's kind of living her best life already. Like, maybe she turns her mansion into, like, a really amazing Airbnb. Um, and she gets to host, like, all the top supervillains there or something. Um, yeah. Her, her, her acceptance speech at the Villies was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty She's She's pretty good. She's, uh, she's set. Okay. Travis, Frank the Plant. Um, I want to see like a plant orgy. Yeah, you know I think saying? that's happening next. Because because, 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 <laughs> the reason why I say that bunch of bees. The reason why the reason why I say that is because it'd be hilarious. It's like I don't even know how you would animate that, right? But because he's being voiced by JB Smooth, right, and he mm-hmm. always has that line where he says, "Hey, when I comes, I brings the ruckus." You see what I'm saying? And I would love to see the plant ruckus. Yes. Ricky, Ricky, Bane. What do you want from Bane? Oh, I just want him to like self-love for Bane. I think he's going to get like mm-hmm. on his own little self-help journey. Mm-hmm. And maybe take off the mask. Maybe take off the mask and just be. Ooh, I don't think the mask mm-hmm. comes off. No. I don't know. He's in he, therapy. He, so he he's already on that journey. Yeah, that's true. He was eating the sandwich. He, he took it halfway off. If if he if he like took that mask off and he was like an Adonis underneath that, that yeah. would be like such yeah, a so you beautiful. know just like boom mm. yeah. Lindsay, like that episode the, of SpongeBob with like Squidward. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, like the joke, the Joker. What do you want for the Joker, Lindsay? Um, I want the Joker to like just realize that he's a huge asshole and like apologize to all the women he's always <laughs> messing up um i don't think i don't think just glomming onto someone else's family is enough of a redemption for him so yeah i mean it's kind of more of a serious answer but <laughs> that's fair that's fair 
Uh, Travis, what do you want to see for Poison Ivy? I would I would love to see her choke the Joker out, plant style. Yeah. Plant style. You know what I'm saying? Make him so apologize. Force like, it. Yeah, yeah. Like get on your knees. Like, honestly, like you know, it's it's, it's sort of like your, your your yeah your new partner whooping the ass of your old abusive partner. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's always yep. like the you know because the thing about it is it's like look you know. I don't know whether or not this is this is this this says a lot about me or, or or the state of the world or whatever, but it seems like every time you get in a relationship, okay, you have to pay for the sins of that last jerk. You know what I'm saying? To some degree, you know, those people get damaged, they have their baggage or whatever, you know, and, and so you almost have to be an apologist always for the, the the person who came before you. And when that person before you is a right ass right mm -hmm. like there's nothing better than just fantasizing about choking somebody out you know what i'm saying so ivy like choking the joker out yeah that's what mm -hmm. i like to see that's pretty good i like that one lindsay harlequin um i i mean i want kind of harley to do the same as bane i guess like just some self-love self-actualization i'm happy for her and ivy um, but you know, she still seems a little insecure, so hopefully improve on that. Um, yeah. All right. And then last one, Ricky, Batgirl. Um, I wanted to like either cut ties with Gordon or fix Gordon. One of the two will happen. I'll, I'll be happy with either. Cause he kind of treats her like shit. Like in that show. Yeah, he does. He's kind of so. an absentee father in that show, isn't he? So I will say, like, not this episode, but, like, the previous episode reminded me of this. Like, um, the Joker starting the award show with the killing joke was, like, so good. I was dying. So that was, good. That was messed up. It was, like... Also, yeah. their dresses were incredible. Just saying. Yeah. All right. I, I think... want Harley back in that dress at the end. I changed my answer. I just want her walking around in that dress. Nice. I think that was plenty, <laughs> plenty of uh, speculation for for what's what could come. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are liking it. I like it too. I just, you know, like I def I definitely feel like it's missing a little bit of the punch, and and so I I hope to see that punch come around. Mm -hmm. We still got like another six episodes to go before it's, it's over. Missing the sauce. It's missing something in the sauce, yeah, but I, yeah, I yeah. hope. I think it's Doctor Psycho is this is the piece of the sauce that's missing, but I don't think you're wrong. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll no, see. I totally, I totally agree with you. But I'm willing to like give it until the plant orgy episode, which I think is coming up. Yeah, see how yeah. that goes. I don't, I don't think I knew how much I loved Doctor Psycho until he wasn't there. And oh no, was, he's great. Yeah, he's amazing. I knew I, knew I, I loved the foil, him. Dude. Dennis had yeah. the same opinions on House of Cards final season. <laughs> I never watched the <laughs> last few seasons. Once I found Let's out about, about Casey, I, I stopped watching that show. Let's All move right. on. <laughs> I think let's move on to the thing that uh, that everybody is 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 dying to talk about, especially Ricky. Let's do it. Let's do Sandman. <laughs> yes, Gwendolyn right. Christie looked so good at the top <laughs> there. She looked All right, very so here good. we are. We're in Sandman. We're in severe spoiler territory. It's going to be weird though because like. Um, the requirement for everybody for tonight, the homework for tonight was 
to just watch the first episode. Whatever else you do is extra credit. I know that Ricky is the only person among us that did that and only that. Um, but I also yeah. know that Ricky doesn't care about spoilers. So full no. disclosure, I think Travis, Lindsay, and I have all watched the first six out of 11 episodes. Of Let me the show. remind you, the show came out at midnight. Yeah, <laughs> we're aware. I am not the, 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 the crazy one here. You are the crazy one. Usually. No, no, you're totally not. And like, I'm, I'm actually like all for just like taking your time with stuff and absorbing it. Yeah. So. Uh, so for me just, specifically, I think that's I a, watched a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah. So by the way, anybody watching, we're going to spoil up to at least half. I mean, Lindsay and Travis have read the entirety of the Sandman story. Uh, it does have an ending. It, it ends at issue 75. And then there are some spinoff comics and stuff. But um, so they know where this is ultimately going to go. So they may spoil even further than what is available on Netflix, uh, just through predictions and stuff. But I really, I'm really happy to have both of you guys here because I, I want more than anything to talk about like how you feel about what you've seen so far. So I would let Lindsay go first. Ooh, uh, I feel really good. Like, I don't know. This was a really formative series for me, honestly. Like, it was one of the first comics that I read and like got really into because I kind of had a non-comic phase um growing up so it it means a lot to me um and I've, I've been really happy with what I've seen so far like it's very close to the original series and I'm I don't think that always needs to be the case like I'm not one of those people who think that a series needs to be exactly the way the comic book was but in this case it is for the most part except for like a couple of little things that they're adjusting moving around to make their story flow for the tv format and i think it's working for it like i'm i'm enjoying it um i'm enjoying all the casting choices everyone's amazing i think everything looks really good all the dream sequences look really good um and i'm just like happy they didn't ruin it <laughs> that sounds really bad but like i i really love the death note um anime and the death note uh comic series the manga and i, I just think netflix like destroyed that that property um so i i was going into it scared um but willem defoe was good as hell in death note you know that, that it's getting an actual series on netflix death note with willem, with willem defoe i don't they're just making a netflix series like it's getting a show as well i don't know if it's tied to For the death, movie. death note he's talking death he's, he's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 how about you, yeah. Travis? How are you feeling about it so far? Well, Sandman came out uh, just when I started, uh, you know, I was a year into my professional career. Um, and I was making pen and paper RPGs, uh, you know, vampire and werewolf and, you know, during that white wolf sort of formative stages. Um, Neil's work was highly influential uh, in, in, in a lot of ways, mood and setting. And, um, I, I, you know, I can't even tell you how like influential that was because it was like, it was like validation because I felt like we were doing a lot of things in that image. And we were doing a lot of things that sort of tonally were the same. Um, and, um, 
whenever you jump media, um, you know, you hope that 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 scent, that flavor, that, that you know, that 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 vibe translates. Um, and I don't think that you could, that Sandman would have been possible until now. Like mm -hmm. to give it the grandeur that it needed uh, to, you know, from an effect standpoint, from a, from a storytelling standpoint, like streaming just allows the long form to like really dig in. Um, and so I'm really grateful. I'm, 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 I'm really grateful that they've been able to take, you know, these 75 issues of, I think is literature. It's not just a comic book. It's not just a graphic novelist literature. I really think so. And to see it just manifest itself, like to me, it's just so affirming mm -hmm. that certain things make that transition well. And I am I, I, I can't tell you like, yeah, I'm on I'm on just finished episode six and I can't wait to be done with this so I can get back into that world. <laughs> and and then eventually pray. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I think like moving to the TV format too has actually added um, some additional layers um, mm -hmm. for me, just in terms of like some of the immediate emotional impact of some aspects of the Sandman story. Like I found myself getting more of like a body feeling for some of the scenes that I remember getting when I read the comic for the first time, but it kind of had to sit with me for a little bit, like um, the in spoilers, but uh, like Kane and Abel, their whole relationship, like it's really painful to read in the comic, but it's more, it felt more viscerally painful to me and just seeing that destruction like on screen a little. And maybe it's because I do know the history of those characters. Um, and then also the, since we just finished episode six, like walking with death through her, her, her job. day, her, her day. job, her day at work. Um, yeah. Like I, I had tears, you know, like watching that whole thing. Um, so I just yes. think like having it was that sweet, right? It was sweet. Yeah, it was it really was, sweet. Yeah. It was so straight up touching. Like it was it's like the music added so much to everything. Yeah, too. man. It, it, I was just <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like there, there's so many ways that you could have played that, <laughs> right? Um, and they went with they went with sweet. And I think that yeah. that was so in the pocket, right? Mm -hmm. That I just, I, I just felt like, damn, you cats really know what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, you're, 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 you know, you're hitting things in, in, in just the right way. And it's funny, like watching that with my partner and she's asking me questions and she always asks me questions like in the moment. Right. And I'm like, just, just hang on, just, just, yeah. just hang on. Just, it'll like, It'll sort itself. Like if you don't understand at the end of the episode, then we'll talk. You know, and it does. You know, and it's, you know, and the episode sort of explains, you know, like contextually what's going on. And to me, you have to understand. Like uh, when I was younger, uh, there was a there was a science fiction fantasy author that I used to read a lot is uh, Pierce Anthony. Um, and uh, if you're in the if you're into like mainstream 
you know, fantasy, like Piers Anthony is like one of the more mainstream me of, uh, you know, and he wrote this series called The Incarnations of Immortality. Um, and the first book in the Incarnations of Immortality was Death Rides a Pale Horse. And it was about, uh, it, it was about a, a character, you know, uh, death, and how death went around and, and, and did his thing, but death would meet like mother nature and death would meet all these other people. And, and it was like this concept that I thought that was just so cool that a, an aspect of reality would be sort of personified and like what that would look like, what that would feel like. And so when Sandman happens and that's exactly what you get, uh, and finally, and this is the last. This is the last thing. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going on. Um, Sandman in the comic, his word bubbles are 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 black mm -hmm. with like you know with like white writing, and it's the it's it's the opposite of you know what you see in comics. And I always wondered what that sounded like. Now I don't have to wonder. He sounds <laughs> he sounds emo. <laughs> yep. Looks like a sprinkle. Not, he sounds like he sounds like I expected him to hear in my head. So. He when really he, does, yeah, actually. He, he really does. Yeah, when did emo start? In the nineties. No, I know, I know. I I'm just saying, like he sounded like I, you know, so obviously was like a response to that movement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just started. Uh, you know, like I said earlier in the show, um, I really wanted to to have more knowledge, and I. I wanted to have like a, a, a little bit of a baseline going into it before we did this because like, you know, Lindsay's always told me how good it is. I, you know, Travis always speaks highly of it, but like, it's just one of those things I never got around to because like, I think there was a vibe to it that just felt like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And so I finally no. just said, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go all in, uh, read the first issue and see how I feel. And, um, I loved it because it was so unorthodox the way, you know, there's this character called the Sandman and he's barely the star of the first issue of the, the, the story. And there's so many stories going on. Right. And, but like, I was able to follow them all. I, I, I even, I could tell what was happening really early, like in the first few pages. So I actually went back and reread some of the names of the first pages because it's like, wait, I feel like he's giving me a lot of names and I'm going to keep mm -hmm. them in stored in my brain and then see how, if that pays off. And then, you know, 40 pages later, I'm like, that was really cool. And now we're ready for the real story. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so it's like the first issue is a prologue and much like the, that I was quite impressed with how literal the first issue was adapted into the first episode mm -hmm. of the show with a few extra things to make it a little more clear that the focus is on dream. So they, 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 they start him off with the narration. They start him off with like a few scenes of, you know, knowing there's a villain, you know, that, that was not in the first issue uh, in the Corinthian, but for the most part, it's a literal translation um, and I'm curious, Ricky, since you've never read Sandman, and that was your only episode, <laughs> and that was the only episode you got, what was that to you? What did you just watch? Um, you know, I get a very like back of Spencer's vibe from like the Sandman. I 
I was given a bootleg <laughs> copy of Sandman at like high, in high school on a on a flash drive, and I opened it up and it just it looked too complex for me. It wasn't the uh, the colors, the uh, the boom bam pow, the the splashy comic books that I rarely read. So I threw away that flash drive and never saw it again. And my following years going to Comic Cons, I always saw the Sandman. I saw the mask logo thing. Um, it's just always there, but never intrigued to, uh, to pick it back up or, or take a look at it. So when we had to watch or when I had to watch the show for our show, I liked it. It's a little, it's a little out there. Usually fantasy stuff like that's not my cup of tea, but I don't hate it. So <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I, 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 so it's a lot. It's a lot in that first episode. It doesn't feel like a lot, but like they, they, there's a lot on the table right now that I'm interested to see. Yeah. Goes. Especially after the first half of this show, where apparently there's bigger ties to other stuff, which I don't think will pay off in this show. But I can um, so yeah, there, I, yeah that wrong. first you're episode wrong. felt really fast for for <laughs> me. So I was so curious, like how it landed for you. Like, it yeah, it felt really fast. <laughs> so it's yeah. good that it made sense at least. So, so let me let me clarify some things really quick uh, mm -hmm. for Ricky and and I, I think going forward. Um, so when Neil Gaiman was writing the Sandman, because uh, I read an interview with him the other day about about some of the changes he made. From some of the obvious changes he made from the comic to the 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 show, um, the comic for the first eight issues, uh, Sandman meets John Constantine. Mm -hmm. He he actually also visits Miracle Man slash Scott Free and sees a dream of him escaping uh, Granny Goodness and and uh, Dark Side's apocalypse. Um, he also visits. Uh, he tries to go visit. Or they 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 were going to go visit Batman, but they they realized it was three in the morning and Batman was working. So instead, they go visit Martian Manhunter, so so they so they could find out where the ruby is. Um, and then uh, later in the in the story, or in the, um, he fights a famous Justice League villain named Doctor Destiny. Um, you are not going to see any of those things, <laughs> except with the Constantine thing. Like so. Yeah, uh, Constantine. I, they, Constantine they the, in the panel. It's jo yeah, Joanna, so right? Constantine's uh, Joanna Constantine is actually a character that Neil Gaiman created in the Sandman comic that plays an ancestor of John. But they decided for uh, before realizing there might be even an, a rights issue, they decided to have the same actress play both her ancestor and her descendant. So she plays both characters, both named Joanna Constantine. And the interesting thing about it is, like, in the comics, he wakes up in 1988. Like, or he, I mean, sorry, he breaks out of the set, the, his cage in 1988. Mm -hmm. um, and I was wondering, I was like, do you move it for the show? Do they start at a different time and end in the 2020s? And what they did is instead, no, they started in the exact same time as the comic, but they just broke out. He broke out now in 2022. Yeah, it's just so they just they just tacked on you know another thirty years and then figured out how to like explain why some of these characters would still be alive at that point. But what Lindsay and I rationalized was, 
why couldn't, if John Constantine was the character that he would have met in the 80s, why couldn't Joanna be his daughter? Because the the time the timeline would add up, right? Like it would still mm-hmm. make sense. And she seems to just carry on all the, the the traditions and and mannerisms of her dad. So I'm fine with that, you know. And he did find out later there would have been rights issues. I do love Matt Ryan. His every time he's ever played John Constantine, he's amazing. But it's okay. But outside of that, I can tell you right away. We're not going to see Batman. We're not going to see Martian Manhunter. We're not going to see the Justice League. It's not going to happen. But the reason he did those back then was because he needed to onboard a fan base, right? He needed to bring people on to say, what is this Sandman thing? Oh, oh, Martian Manhunter's in it? I'll check it out. You know what I mean? And the difference is now everybody knows that Sandman is a thing. He doesn't need those anymore, right? So he doesn't need to play with those toys. So now he can tell a cleaner story because honestly, they kind of they kind of jumble it up a little bit in weird ways. Uh, I mean, I think F- I was, yeah. What was that? I think I was telling you earlier, Dennis. Like honestly, that that first book is one of my less favorites. Um, as you're progressing through the story because of of that yeah jumbleness. Um, I think really the appeal to me of the Sandman story was more um, around the character driven aspect and also like the mythical aspect, like bringing in gods. Exactly. And that's how these things be real life. But ultimately like, it's really just a story about if someone who's really, really focused on like work to the point of not caring about anything else, having nothing else to his personality, not caring about his family, love, whatever, if someone like that experiences a trauma that makes him rethink his life and what the purpose of life is, how does he move through that? And I think that's the point of Sandman. And so all those little details kind of really become extra and yeah, unnecessary. Exactly. I'll never be upset about those details being removed yeah. oh, as long no, as I just... they understand the feeling of, of what that series means. Yeah, I just wanted Ricky to understand that like, it's a great story that didn't need those elements in it. And so don't be mad if you don't get those elements in it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, no um, Batman. <laughs> yeah. With I'll, that yeah, with I mean, that just, said, what was that? Also some amazing dong hiding hiding in this uh, first episode. I was shocked. Well, I'm not sh- I'm not sure that he has a dong. I don't sure. know. They they did sure so well. They hid that area sure so well. Needs, I'm not sure that he needs a dog. That right? man does a full uh, squat. No, he has, in, he has one. Full me, squat me, in front of the camera. Let's let's be clear. You are not the god of dreams without a dog. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a dog. I mean, he has he's had girlfriends. The best dog you, know, he's you could ever possibly dream of. Yeah, yeah. Fair so yeah, Morpheus is packing. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. It's just even in the comics, it's always like a dark void down there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he he allows you to see what you want or what yeah, he wants. Whatever you to dong see. You so want. He just doesn't want you to exactly. see the dong. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want you to see the dong. He don't need to yeah. see it. Ricky, yeah. you didn't see the dong. I you must not didn't want yeah. to. You you didn't I, want to see. Yes, I gotta yeah. try. I gotta keep watching. <laughs> but um, yeah. With that said, like I think what what I got from this was so beautiful because like because it was so weird and because like they they everything is on the table right like so when ricky says you know fantasy is not usually his thing like 
I feel like that's such a, that statement in itself is so like, it's, it's, you're gatekeeping yourself, man, because like, oh, what is, what is fantasy? You know, like, well, if he liked not, it. Come on. Not, he said he liked no, it. No, no, but I'm saying it, what is <laughs> fantasy if not believing the impossible can happen? Right. And so, mm-hmm. like, what you'll see throughout the first four episodes of this show is everything is on the table, right? Like first, first is just the gods of, of death and, and dreams is established in the first issue, first episode, second episode. Oh yeah. By the way, demons. Yeah. That's all, that's all there too. That's, that's everything. All the supernatural okay. shit that exists too. Third. Like, I will third say thing. the first 10 minutes of the show was very CWE. I, I I think that's what I got from it. I it's it's that's a lot. I'm just curious. When was the last time you watched anything on the CW? Probably like ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't I don't really. But that went away. But you're asking me like you just get a, a sense. Sometimes you know you're eating a sandwich and you know you don't you don't like that particular thing. You just kind of avoid all the things that were in that sandwich for a while. So mine yeah. was ten years. I think I think the. The thing about this show is 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 that um, it, it's sort of like that 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 problem that you have when you're like Superman, right? When you say Superman is so powerful, like what does he fight, right? Um, and you have to understand that the stakes here are incredibly high because. Mm-hmm. We're talking about incarnations, you know, human manifestations of aspects of reality, right? Those are the stakes. They don't get higher. They don't get higher than everybody this. dreams, everybody right? dies, everybody yeah. has desire. Yeah. Everybody has do, you have, do you have a favorite endless or like an endless you're really excited to see, which might be two different things? <laughs> I know, I, I know I, he I does. And that's why. That's why he got to episode six. I saw both of them, um, and if I had a and, and and if I had a number three, it would uh, it would it would be uh, chained to a book. Oh, all right. So dream, uh, death, and destiny, huh? Yeah, I really like delirium, actually. So I don't well, know as a, yeah, show I, up, I don't know. But... Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know when that's going to show up, but it's going to be interesting to see all of them. Right? Yeah, she's um, gonna be. But, <laughs> but I, I, I thought after looking at, after episode six, like I was convinced they got the right death. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was like, she's perfect. What's perfect. oh, she was perfect. amazing. What was your mm-hmm. take on uh, the Corinthian? So, just to be so clear, he's a character oh. that I have not met yet in the reading. So they bumped him up to be he is the, like the, the villain of the season, basically. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm I'm okay with them adding it for them. It's a little weird, but for the most part, I'm mm-hmm. cool with it. Um, as far as like a casting choice, he's like exact. Like yep. he looks, yep. sounds, acts exactly like I would expect him to. The I'm still waiting for the eyes to talk. Fast. You want to hear what the eyes sound like? Because they right, get Lindsay. jagged, wordy bubbles. But right, that's exactly it. Right, like like I'm honestly, talk, like talk. Have you seen Have you seen his eyes yet, Ricky? Yeah, he took off his sunglasses episode one. Okay, and you saw he has mouths for eyes. Okay. Yeah. Or like, when's he gonna eat some eyeballs, man? Come on. I mean, well, I think, casting... I think we saw him finish eating some, like, right? Yeah. He just I know, but we haven't, like, you know. 
What's his? Yeah, give me the two two sentence summary of that dude. He I don't dies. think I want to spoil it because. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Does he Just brush those little it. teeth? I've never seen him brush the little teeth, but he is like a dream. He's not human. Okay. So. Okay. No plaque. I think he just doesn't have plaque. Yeah, I just, I, I, I actually, just, oh, I was gonna say, I actually found him kind of satisfying in certain ways because he explains things that would have normally been like a little bit of a reach, you know, like it's yeah. like, like I like, I like how he shows up to explain to Burgess, oh, just so you know, what you captured, that's the embodiment of dreams. He's the king of. The Lord of Dreams and Nightmares like, shows up and dips out. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, uh, "Please keep him safe uh, and never let him out, so I can go do what I want to do." And then he's out, right? And I really like that because it's like, yeah, if you just cast this crazy spell that you told all your friends was going to capture death, and then you can thoroughly fucked it up to the point where you did not capture death, you need to yeah. at least look like you know what you did, right? And so, yeah, I like that he had this other supernatural being show up to his door and just explain it to him. Cause in the, in the book, he's like, Hmm, I didn't catch death. Let's go consult the books. Oh, I caught dream. And I'm like, Hmm, that, that's L- less weird. fun you know. for a TV show. It was um, less I do, fun. Yeah. I do worry a little bit about them making him um, more sympathetic. Um, Cause he is definitely not at all sympathetic. The comic book, uh, yeah, and I, I'm just worrying about that from the perspective of like you know people who adopt like Rorschach or like the Punisher. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. their banner person. So I hope that doesn't happen in this case. Um, I'm also really curious. There's like a big scene with the Corinthian coming up in one of the volumes pretty soon. I'm wondering how they're going to interpret that if they are trying to make him sympathetic. Um, because his motivation in this case is self-preservation, whereas that's not his motivation at all in the comics. So that is a pretty big change from his motiv- from um, from him. I'm kind of interested to see what they do. <laughs> and then I guess uh, the other one I had to ask is because they added another character earlier than the, he appears in the story. Um, and I know Ricky hasn't seen him yet, but Matthew, um, how do you guys feel about that? Like, because I had to like I- learn it as I was watching it, you know, but Patton Oswalt as, as Matthew. Here. Perfect. Uh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he works. Per- he is so in the pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, Patton's always awesome. Right. Let's, let's face it. Right. He's always awesome. But uh, just as, just as uh levity um, sort of having, you know, uh, the audience's back, uh, to 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 some degree, you know, uh, being able to point out like, hey, hey, like this is insane. By the way, right? Yeah, it, like, it really is. It's his function, and I I like his yeah. function because like, yeah, I, I think he. Uh, I was telling Lindsay earlier today. He kind of reminds me of Karen in um in Spider Man uh, Homecoming, where it's <laughs> it's it's way less weird if you give Peter Parker somebody to talk to. So mm-hmm. that the exposition feels a little bit more natural, because right. normally in a com- <laughs> yeah in a comic it would just be Peter Parker narrating all of his inner thoughts and stuff, and that's exactly what Sandman does for the for every time it's just him by himself, it's just tons of narration. And so I really like that Matthew was there to bounce the ideas off, so that the audience can just naturally 
understand what's happening. It was right. It was cool, but I, I was still weirded. I was still like, okay, I did not expect the Patton Oswalt in this, and I'm, I think I'm okay with that. But he is, he is your everyman, right? He's every man turned into a crow, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's gonna be an interesting, cool opportunity for Patton to to show like off the acting chops a bit because Patton does get some pretty intense emotional scenes. So. I think that could be really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it. yeah, like... Like I said... Like, like not yet, just, but, like, later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Travis is going to gush all night long. It's, I just... Like I said, it, it's, 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 it's nice to see something that you really treasure get executed in a way that you you don't think takes away from your enjoyment of the medium historically but also makes you like, man, like, I, I, I didn't expect you to go there, but I'm glad you did. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like that, that makes even more sense. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because when you, when you make something, right. Um, and you give it like a few decades to steep, right. Like there's nothing like being able to revisit what you did and be able to be there to put a finer point on it and say, like, this is what I really fucking meant. And here. the pedigree of yeah. people that are helping Neil Gaiman get this show made, it's David S. Goyer and Alan Heinberg. That's that, right. Like, I, yeah. you know, David S. Goyer is suspect on occasion, but if you put him, <laughs> if you put him with good, talented people, he yeah. produces amazing stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. And Alan Heinberg has both comic background and TV production background. So like, that's pretty amazing. That's like a dream team of people helping him get this thing made the way it should be made. Um, mm-hmm. But I do know we, we probably, we could talk about this more uh, like in the soapbox if you want, but we, we, we have gone over significantly. <laughs> and I just, I do want to give you, I want to give Ricky one, a fighting chance. Like I want you guys to like, and, and remember he's okay with spoilers. I, I don't know that I, I, I will mind at this point because, I mean, by the way, I had I had to spoil stuff for that trivia. You know what I mean? I had to look up who the hell Daniel Hall was and Hector Hall and all these other people. Yeah, that's a big but, spoiler. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I did that for your entertainment purposes. I make this face. Yeah. But what if each of you could, like, in one sentence, tease something that Ricky will probably see this season that will get him excited to mm-hmm. finish watching it. Mm-hmm. Go. I would let Travis go first. How do you fight Satan in their own backyard? All right. Holy water, maybe? Holy <laughs> <laughs> water. That seems like step one. Oh man. And 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 when I tell you that that was some dope ass storytelling. <laughs> like I loved reading it. I loved it. When I read it yeah. like, yesterday, yeah. when I read it yesterday, I was yeah. like, oh shit, how are they gonna do this in the show? Um yeah. I was how are you reading this? Is it on DC whatever? Um it's actually free on DC Is Infinite. It? Um the wow, first okay. the first volume they put it up free. You don't even need to pay for a subscription. You just go on there, search the Sandman, 
and the first eight issues are available um, right now. All right. Um, but then Lindsay owns like almost all the other ones here. Like I think she's lent some out. So um, yeah. I'm I'm reading the second volume as I'm an missing actual, a bunch of them actually as an how actual many, physical thing. How many volumes are there? Ten. Ten. Ten volumes. Something like that. And, and it looks like. Yeah, there's omnibus. Oh, you got the omnibus. Yeah. Nice. Does it um does the, the episodes follow the like each issue? Uh so the first volume of the comic is eight issues, like I said. Um mm-hmm. the first six episodes wrap up all eight issues. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I'm guessing the next five episodes are are uh volume two. Um, actually, I should scratch that. The first five and a half episodes uh, are volume one. I was quite shocked on episode six when it got to the part where I had stopped reading. And then there was another half hour of the episode. And I was like, well, now we're in uncharted territory. I, What is this? I love it. And so mm-hmm. like, I kind of told Lindsay, I'm kind of tempted to stop reading it. Yeah, I think you should just stop. Yeah, and just see because I loved the last thirty minutes of episode six so much because I didn't know what the hell was going on because I hadn't read it. Like I will say that was the weirdest thing about reading it. It was it was like I read it in the last two days, and then as I watched it all day today, I could literally say out loud the exact thing that they were gonna say, and then I was so satisfied that they said it exactly. Like that is how word for word this show this show is. I'm excited for I, I was at the, the Comic Con panel for this and they showed the park scene on the bench. And not having any context of what that was, when they played that whole scene, people lost their shit. So it's like the, it's one great, of the most pivotal scenes in yeah, like the whole yeah. series. It's a great, it's a, out. it's an excellent issue of the of the story. It's the final issue of Volume One, so you will get to read it if you choose to read it on on mm. DC Infinite. Um, but it is only one half of the the episode six. Better, uh, yeah. one more thing, and one more thing. Um, so if this if 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 this current season is any indication. Of like where they're gonna it, of the quality level and how faithful they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Wherever you see this season, you ain't seen shit yet. <laughs> yeah, no, make no mistake. When I say I'm not gonna read it, I mean I'm gonna stop reading it until I finish watching the rest of the season, and then I will just read it all. And then no, I'll but what it. I'm saying, what what I'm saying is, it's just from a storytelling standpoint, yeah. you have not seen shit yet. Yeah, I mean, there was a big WB in front of that that episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. But there's also a Netflix in front of it, and I I believe that Netflix <laughs> front is footing the bill, and that makes me feel very safe about it. I have I've heard nothing about Sweet Tooth being canceled either, and that's also on Netflix. So, I think I think you know Papa Netflix has got stuff worked out with WB. But before we go, Lindsay. What's your what's your one thing to sell Ricky on this? Uh serial killer convention. Oh. Amen. <laughs> and and you know, like the best the best way to, for me to prep you, Ricky, on this is it's kind of like American horror stories. 
or you know like where okay where every episode is a very is a kind of very different Thing. type of horror story almost mm-hmm. i wouldn't always call them horror but there are horror elements and and so each each episode is almost its own thing but dream is the continuing thread through the whole story you know what i mean like there is a continuous story happening but each story is very different than the one you watched before it and the one after it you know what i mean Mm-hmm. He's looking way more disconnected. He, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so Neil Gaiman won uh, uh, an award for Horror Writers uh, Association for for uh, this for for uh, for for Sandman. Um, okay. If you if you if you ever want to read something uh, really intensely like uh, entertaining, read Harlan Ellison's forward uh, to mm-hmm. Sandman talking about Neil Gaiman and when he won and how the other authors were mad, like big mad, right? And he compared it to Mozart and Salier, right? Like how he accepted that award because they were mad because they were like, it's a goddamn comic, you know? And Harlan was like, you goddamn right, you know? Clive, Clive Barker Clive Barker wrote the forward for the uh, for the second volume. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so like that should kind of tell you it's it's always Legit. operating in that horror mm-hmm. genre. Even if yeah. horror slash urban fantasy slash yeah. all yeah. things. So there's always gonna be it. horrific shit. Like um the more you go, it's gonna get it's gonna get I'm excited. It's gonna get I'm weird. sold. Giant demon eating a guy off a fork. I saw that. I think I that was another thing at Comic Con they showed. I saw some demon eating. Or okay. yeah. All right. yeah, I liked it. Okay. Let's get there. But probably no Martian Manhunter. Okay. Model UN meeting, but with gods. <laughs> yeah. I, bet now you're just, now, I think you've already <laughs> sold him though. You already sold him. You're good. You're good, guys. You're good. All right, all right. Um, all right. That said, I think we really, really have to wrap this up. Thank you to Travis and Lindsay. If you guys have anything you want to plug before we go, I think we got something for Lindsay. Um, uh, do it now. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have an art auction coming up. We are auctioning off some shoes for ArtReach, which is this really cool organization in San Diego that brings arts education to um, different schools and kids in San Diego. There's like 100 or something shoes. Uh, so check it out. They're amazing. And the uh, auction's closing on Sunday. Ricky, can you share a picture with them right now or no? Uh, oh, I have a picture of my own shoes. Hold on. But not of everybody's uh, shoes. And then while while they're getting those pictures loaded up, uh, yeah, thank you guys for nerding out with us this week. Uh, we'll probably be back, we'll be, probably be back next week. Lynn, uh, Ricky and I are talking about it. Uh, it but it would, if it is, if we do come back next week, it would just be for the to discuss Harley Quinn and whatever other news comes out. Um, if we choose to skip that one, just to save it for a bigger one, the following week we will be talking about Harley Quinn and the premiere of She-Hulk. Um, so either way, we'll we'll keep you posted on what we end up doing. But thanks to our patrons for supporting our growth and to our audience for tuning in. And there's those beautiful shoes. I don't know if you can zoom in on those, Ricky. Wow. Oh, there they those are. are mine. Soda. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a ton of amazing ones, lots of different sizes. So if you're a shoe fan, there's Igato work. If you follow Igato, Igato's an amazing artist. Or just go raise the price on the bidding. Check it out. Pump up those prices. What's up? Go just pump up the bid on everything. Bid on everything. Bid on yes. it all. Bid on everything. <laughs> raise the price. All right. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe if you like this. Uh, please go watch Sandman and Harley Quinn. And uh, check us out on Patreon for our after show, The Soapbox, starting moments from now. See you next time on Den Excelsior, true believers. And that's it. <laughs>